Hello everyone and welcome to episode 42 of the Unlocking British English podcast, a podcast where I talk about a variety of different topics in real British English so that you can improve your listening comprehension, learn a little bit more about British culture and about how to learn languages more effectively. My name is Shane and in today's episode I'm going to talk to you guys about emotions, more specifically about the fact that there's no such thing as good and bad emotions. If that sounds like a confusing idea to you, don't worry, I'm going to get into that in a second. But before I do, uh, if you would like to download the transcript for this episode or any of the other episodes, you can do that right now for free on the website. That is www.unlockingbritishenglish.com. Uh, I did fall a little bit behind with the transcripts. I was a couple of episodes behind, but we're all caught up now. So when, whenever you're listening to this episode, you can go on the website, download all the transcripts straight away. Uh, so yes... There's no such thing as good and bad emotions. So what do I mean by this? What am I talking about? Well, emotions are things that are not just simply good or bad, but that is often how we think about emotions. We often categorize different emotions as either positive or negative based on either how they make us feel or different social constructs, like for example, Anger is, it shows immaturity and impatience and things like that. Uh, there are, of course, times where typically uh, emotions that are typically thought of as being negative can be negative and vice versa. Emotions that are often thought of as being positive can, of course, often be positive. But emotions are not as straightforward as that, as simple as that. Uh, and based on my experience as a teacher of a variety of different things along the years, from uh, physical skills like circus arts to things like languages or even a little bit of music in the past, um, I think that people's inability to properly understand and process their emotions is something that actually gets in the way of their progress a lot. Now, I do want to say here that it, it can sound a little bit almost... Um, almost a bit disrespectful, right? I'd say that the people don't understand their emotions, and you know, I don't mean that in the sense that you know people just have no idea what's going on in their own body. But what often happens is um, we just kind of let ourselves get taken. Uh, taken away by our sort of primal physical instincts, you start to feel a certain way and you just kind of, you, you, your brain makes assumptions um, and different things like that. And so I think that alongside it being very interesting, at least to me, uh, I think it's very useful for us to take some time to think about our emotions, what they actually are, what they do for us, uh, what their purpose is. Um, and then from there, you know, I think that we can learn to to understand ourselves and to utilize our own energy in a more beneficial uh, a more beneficial way. So let me try and explain some of what I'm actually talking about here. So often like I say we think of these emotions as being good or bad often because we we packet them up in such a way to think that we can kind of define them in very specific uh, ways. Sometimes we think of emotions as just being a product of chemical reactions, right? They're just something that kind of bubbles up inside me and then it comes out and that's what an emotion is. Uh, other people focus on, you know, the external factors, whatever happens to you in your life externally, um, that's going to, you know, affect, affect your emotions. 
the reality of course is that it's a mixture of both that our emotions um, can be understood both from a physical standpoint right from your physical experience of it uh, by looking at the different chemical reactions and all those kind of things that happen within the body and in within the brain when we feel these certain emotions but we can also understand them uh, on a more external level thinking about um, the social constructs and the different things uh, that happen outside of just my uh, physical being right and so emotions the easiest way for us to kind of understand how we can think about these things is that emotions are the product of engaging with the world uh, which is to say of just existing in the world of being in the world of acting in the world so it's not just a case of uh, these, you know, these different chemicals inside of you. It's not just a physical thing. It's not just a psychological thing or a social thing. It's the mixture of all of these different things um, coming together. And so, you know, if I give you uh, an example, you know, fear is an emotion that we all understand and recognize. You know, I don't feel fear just because there's some sort of um, physiological driver, right? I don't feel fear just because of some sort of internal process. Um, you know, I sometimes I can, I'm going to feel a certain way because of the way that my body is, is working, because of these more physical factors, right? These physiological factors. Other times it's going to be a bit more uh, external, right? Sometimes you feel fear just because that's the way you are. Sometimes it's because you've seen something very scary. But then also you have the the sort of middle ground where, um, for example, let's say that seeing a snake is something that's generally thought of as being scary. Well, different people are going to feel different levels of fear. They're going to have a different emotional experience, right? based on their own individual personality uh, and their own individual physiology on top of the external factor which is the the snake in this case uh, and so when I talk about emotions being a product of engaging with the world that is what I that is what I mean um, if you were to just take a person and just sit them uh, in a room with no external factors it's not clear that they would feel emotions in the same kind of way that we do as as normal people that are uh, out and about in the world uh, and so there are of course many ways of categorizing emotions different cultures often have a variety of differences in the way that they describe how they feel um, some some languages and some cultures will have a variety of words to describe uh, an emotion that is usually just described with one word in a different language and a different culture and so on and so forth so there are uh, innumerable emotions that we could talk about uh, but in today's episode we're going to focus on the five key main emotions that are referred to as the basic emotions so these are the key emotions that everyone recognizes that everyone feels uh, that we see throughout all humans wherever they live and whatever kind of situation um, and so the five key emotions the five basic emotions that all humans experience are anger joy fear sadness and disgust okay so um, in today's episode what I want to do is just go through each of these basic uh, emotions and talk about uh, I guess give a few examples a couple of basic examples as to um, 
how we can look at these things differently to understand how these things are not just as simple as positive or negative, right? We talked about um, fear often being categorized, you know, as a negative emotion. Most people, when they experience fear, they see it as a negative thing, right? As a bad thing. They see it, they see it as something that they should avoid. Similarly with anger, we think of anger as being a negative thing, we should avoid that. Whereas joy or happiness, right, that's a positive thing, that's something that we should try and achieve all of the time. Well, I don't think that it's as simple as that, I don't think that's particularly true. And so I want to give a few examples of how we can look at these things in different ways. And then once we get to the end of the episode, I'll talk a little bit more about why I've actually <laughs> talked about all of this stuff. So the first basic emotion that we have is anger, right? And so anger is something that's pretty pretty often categorized as being negative. I think often we think of anger as showing a level of immaturity, a level of impatience, right? If you get angry, it's because you're not mature enough to deal with the situation. It's not you're not patient enough to deal with the situation or, or um, yeah, other kind of negative things like that. Now, of course, with anger and with all of these emotions, you know, um, we never want to let these things get too far. And so there are, of course, plenty of um, examples in which anger can be seen as a very negative thing, right? And we will all have had our own experiences of anger um, maybe kind of taking a hold of us a little bit too much. And, you know, you get too angry and you start thinking, uh, you start, you know, you want to do things that actually, you know, you wouldn't want to do in a normal situation or, you know, you think about behaving um, in a less appropriate way, let's say. Uh, so, of course, anger can be bad, but it's not just objectively bad, right? All of our emotions have a purpose, um, or at least we can see some purposes that our emotions can can have in our lives. So in the example of anger, uh, like I say, of course it can be bad, but anger would often be useful and can often be good for us. Anger is something that kind of shows us our moral compass. It shows us, you know, what we believe is right and wrong, what we believe is okay and not okay. So for example, you know, if I am, uh, if I'm walking down the street with a couple of my friends, let's say I'm walking with a, one friend that's a female, another friend that is uh, homosexual, something like that, and I'm walking down the street and I'm a, a person of colour. Um, now, if I'm walking down the street with those friends and someone shouts something at my friend, let's say they shout something misogynistic to the female, they shout something homophobic uh, to my gay friend, well, if I wasn't angry about those things, if I didn't feel any kind of emotion about that happening, I don't think that would be classed as a good thing, right? The fact that I would feel angry if someone insulted one of my friends for being uh, homosexual, uh, that shows me that I that, that where my morals lie, right? It tells me that no, actually, I don't think that that's okay. I'm not happy with what's happening here, right? This is what I'm talking about with this engaging with the world. So I have my internal values and what I have seen uh, happening in the world from my being out and just existing in the world, what I've seen happening doesn't match my moral standards. And so I've looked at that and I've identified that as not being okay. And anger is the product of that experience. Anger is the result of that experience. And so again, like I say, I don't want to let anger just take control of me completely. Of course, if I get too angry, then maybe I want to go and be aggressive or do something that's not actually going to help that situation. But 
again, if I don't feel angry in that situation where someone close to me has been insulted for something meaningless that they could potentially even be, you know, put in danger, then, you know, I don't think that's a positive thing. And so uh, in this first example with anger, I think that anger can show us our kind of moral compass. It shows us what we believe is right, what is wrong, uh, what is okay and what is not okay. Um, and so, yeah, anger, not always bad. Um, the second basic emotion is joy or happiness, right? Joy is just that feeling of, of pure happiness. And so, of course, joy and happiness is something, they're things that, you know, are positive. They're things that often we want to do. Um, but it's not just an objectively good thing, right? If I was uh, if I felt joy all the time, that would be really weird. But there are some because there are some situations in which it's just not appropriate, right? Uh, if someone close to me passes away, right? If someone close to me dies, and I'm just feeling joy all the time, that would be weird. You would probably think I'm a bit of a psychopath. Um, similarly, you know, love uh, is something that we associate with happiness, with joy, and love, of course, can be a positive thing. But we all know, we've all probably had the experience that love can lead us to behave in a way that uh, isn't always appropriate it can lead to jealousy it can lead us to to do things that you know aren't positive that don't benefit the people around us so again um, you know with all of our emotions we don't want to let these things you know go too far we don't want to get overly emotional uh, in the case of any of these emotions like I say of course joy and happiness can be positive can be a good thing but it also can be wildly inappropriate it can lead us to to act in jealous ways to act in in ways that uh, you know don't have positive effects for the other people around us so again you know joy and happiness often thought of as positive and can be positive but not always um the, the next basic emotion is fear again we talked a little bit about this earlier but fear is not just something that we should think of as a negative emotion because fear is the oldest and the most basic emotion that we see in almost all animals all conscious beings and it's and it's that way for a reason right it's very very useful fear is what keeps us safe it's what keeps us away from danger you know if you imagine someone that lives without fear that has no fear um, well they're going to put themselves in lots of dangerous situations right they're going to maybe they're thinking about crossing the road they see a car come in but they're not really scared they don't think it's going to come close enough so they just casually walk across the road and then maybe they get hit by a car um, maybe they're you know walking along somewhere on the top of a high building or they're up somewhere high but they're not scared of those heights so they're not worried about being safe near the edge they're not worried about falling off doing these kind of things and so of course again fear can be negative uh, if we let fear take a hold of us then it can stop us from doing anything it can stop us from acting in any way it can stop us from having new experiences lots of us you know have have not done something that we've wanted to do because we were scared of it going wrong or scared of the unknown or whatever. So of course fear can be negative, but it's not an entirely negative thing. It's a tool that we use to keep us away from danger. And so my experiencing of fear can help to keep me self safe, but it can also help to to guide me as to what I should do. Um, you know, once I identify what I'm scared of and why I'm scared of that thing, then I can start thinking about how I can avoid it, better ways uh, to do what I want to do. And so, yeah, like I say, it's not something that's just objectively negative. 
the next basic emotion is sadness, right? Sadness or grief, so just, you know, being sad, not feeling happy. This is something that is always classed as, as negative and is something that, you know, a lot of people want to avoid and try to avoid and people feel bad for feeling sad and these kind of things but sadness is actually a very important emotion for us right sadness is not just about not being happy it's not just the absence of uh, of happiness you know i've talked about these different emotions so far having different purposes they cause us to act in a different way they cause us to behave in a different way right if i'm angry i want to try and find a way to solve that situation if i'm happy i want to try and find a way to uh, to maintain uh, whatever's keeping me happy right if i'm scared i want to try and find a way to avoid the thing that's creating fear sadness is something that um it, well obviously we can think of these emotions having lots of different purposes but sadness is something that we often associate as uh, something that allows us to retract from society right it allows us to 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 take ourselves away from the hustle and the bustle of, of daily life um, to be able to think and reflect in some sort of way um, you know if we think of grief again I've used the example of, of maybe you know someone close to you passing away someone close to you dying um, you know, when you when when something like that happens, you feel very sad, and you just feel like you can't go off and engage with the world. You you can't get up and out of bed. You can't go to work or whatever. Um, and you know, again, I talked in about in happiness when you know there's certain situations where you know happiness isn't appropriate, and obviously that means that there are some situations in which sadness is appropriate and of course you know someone being sad because something really bad and horrible has happened in their life you know that's not seen as being a super negative thing but we do think of it as something that we should you know try and get away from try and avoid uh, as much as possible but actually you know that grief what it does is it causes us like I say to retract from society a little bit and it gives us the opportunity just to reflect on our lives to reflect on uh, what's important to reflect on 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 your loss maybe if you've lost someone or um, you know to reflect on the situation that has created this sadness and potentially to think about you know how you might move forward but if I don't have that sadness if I don't have that grief then I never feel the need to you know to stop what I'm doing my daily kind of life to stop my daily routine and so I just keep going the, with the normal stuff and so I never take time to actually reflect on my life I never take time to think about you know why certain things are affecting me in certain ways and so um, yeah sadness is is a tool of reflection uh, and it's something that allows us just to take a moment to just think about yeah what's kind of important in our lives so um, yeah the fourth key emotion or sorry the fourth basic emotion is sadness uh, often not a fun emotion to experience but a necessary part of the experience of being human and being alive in the world today and so the fifth and final basic emotion that we're going to cover today is disgust okay so disgust something being disgusting um, again not something that we that we associate as a being like a fun experience but it again is something that is very very necessary and this is something that I think you know it's maybe a little bit more obvious because we can understand it on a more physical level right on a more literal level right if you find 
um, certain foods disgusting, uh, certain tastes disgusting, certain smells disgusting. Um, often that's because there's something toxic about them, there's something bad about them. So when we talk about disgust, we're not talking just about not liking something, right? You might be the type of person that doesn't like a type of food, you just don't like the taste. Um, and so you might describe it as being disgusting, right? You really don't like it. But when we talk about disgust as in the emotion, uh, it's a lot It's a lot more of a strong feeling. So it's something like, um, just something very strong, uh, a much more visceral experience. And so, yeah, of course, that feeling of disgust of like, oh, just, just horrible. Um, that isn't something that's fun to experience. But again, it's something that guides us. Uh, it keeps us away from things that are toxic. Um, and so it's easy to think about those things in terms of, you know, foods, uh, taste, smells, those kind of things, but it's also something that guides us in terms of our social interactions, right? If someone has what you feel to be a disgusting personality, it's because they behave in a way that you think is uh, is unacceptable and is toxic, and that and that feeling of disgust is what you know uh, keeps you from from behaving in a similar manner, for example. Uh, if you think the idea of going to the toilet and then not washing your hands it makes you it, you feel disgust well that stops you from going to the toilet and not washing your hands right it means you you need to wash your hands to feel clean again and obviously that is something that keeps us healthier uh, if we don't you know look after our our cleanliness we don't wash our hands and things like that uh, we're not going to stay as healthy so like with all of these emotions that I've mentioned today you know disgust has uh, a purpose, a beneficial purpose in our life, and so it's not something that we should think of as just being bad or even just as good. Emotions are just emotions, and so yeah, those are the five basic emotions, the emotions that all human beings recognize and experience. From there, of course, there are lots of other things, lots of other emotions that we experience, but starts to become a little bit more nuanced with how different cultures and different languages deal with those different things. But um, the reason I wanted to talk about this in today's episode, one is just because it's something that I find interesting and I like talking about it, uh, but it's also something that I think is important in terms of our personal growth, uh, either just as a person or with certain goals in certain areas of your life. I think that when we don't spend time thinking about our emotions, where these things come from, what they mean, why we actually experience them, uh, we let our emotions take control uh, and we are we are a slave to our emotions essentially. Um, and of course, like I say, you know, just because anger isn't objectively bad doesn't mean that it's automatically good, right? That you can just uh, be excused to be, you know, angry all the time. Um, the point of this of this episode, aside from just having content to immerse in in English, uh, is just to to maybe to get you guys to think a little bit more about your emotional experience, about the experience of being human on a day-to-day -day basis, and just thinking a little bit more, uh, thinking with a little bit more detail, a little bit more nuance about, um, you know, why we feel these things, how we feel these things, and what it means to feel these different emotions. So if you're the kind of person that, you know, beats yourself up a little bit for, for being scared of things, or if you, you know, you get angry a little bit sometimes, and then you, you know, you, you beat yourself up a bit, you think it's bad, um, you know, don't. All of these emotions are normal, they're natural, they're good, 
the key the 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 key thing that we have to keep in mind is that you know we don't want any of these things to take control of us so you know we don't want to let anger take control of us but we also don't want to let joy and happiness take control of us in a total way because uh yeah emotions like i say are complicated things they're a product of engaging with the world and so they're not as simple as being good or bad they're just emotions so Hopefully you guys have found today's episode relatively interesting. Hopefully it hasn't been too confusing. I've tried to uh, explain my thoughts in a way that will uh, yeah, let you guys follow along a little bit. But I'm sure I've done a little bit of rambling as well, which has maybe been a little bit confusing. But yeah, anyway, I hope you guys have got something out of this episode. As always, if you have any kind of thoughts or opinions on the podcast, if you have suggestions for future episodes, I would love to hear from you guys. So you can contact me by email or you can contact me on Instagram. All of the details will be in the description box wherever you are listening to this episode. So thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it and I look forward to speaking to you again in the next one.